Hi, I am so glad you're listening. Here's the thing. I am a new podcaster. And if you are um, new to my podcast channel, is that what I call it? I don't even know. But um, I just want to reach out to you and share um, what God is doing in my life as a pastor's wife and as a Christian woman in general. Um, I am married to a senior pastor and Missouri and I absolutely love this role I'll be honest it has not always felt that way I am African-American and so um, I, I say that because culturally um, the pastor's wife role takes on a totally different um, persona often than it does in other cultures for example in the black church um, pastor's wives are called first ladies and um, it took me a little while to get used to that. Although I had grown up in a African-American denomination called the Church of God in Christ, um, I spent most of my adult life in a, um, a, a non-denominational church, right? And my pastor was Dr. George Westlake in Missouri and his wife um, has gone on to be with the Lord, but her name was Jean Westlake. And you didn't see much of Sister Westlake. And so um, we learned from her by just observing. But I will tell you, anytime she got in front of a microphone, honey, let me tell you, Jean Westlake said it all. <laughs> she lit up that mic in a way that totally let you know who was in charge of her life. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. So I... Um, didn't really have a role um, that I could model, honestly, um, from an occasional mic, you know, opportunity um, to really pattern my life um, after in terms of a pastor's wife. Because let's say it, I went to a predominantly white church. And so when I came to the predominantly black church, it was a trip for me. It was a more visible role, um, but it turned out to be such a blessing because the church has a way an African-American community of just coming up behind you and hemming you in and loving on you. Yes, you are public. Yes, you are, um, as Sarita Jake said, you are, I think she said personally public. You're personal, <laughs> right? But you are in a public environment for sure. And you cannot work around that. So I um, want to talk though about just my experiences and my trajectories in the podcast but not only as a pastor's wife so if you're not a pastor's wife don't leave um i also want to talk about my role in as a ministry leader as well as my role as a christian woman matriculating through this life <laughs> matriculating through this world and so one of the topics i really want to hit on right now is um praying for others when people ask you to pray for them what does it look like? What form does it take? Um, how does it take shape? And I want to give you some tips that I've learned in my life that have really, really helped me to navigate this. Now, I'm not perfect. And for the most part, I'll be honest, I am coming at you from um, what has happened to me and has been the wrong thing. What people have done that just did not work <laughs> when I asked them to pray for me um, back through my life, through the years. Um, so here's the thing. The first thing is number one, watch your face. When someone asks you to pray for them, do not, I don't care what they tell you. When they say, I, when they tell me, the moment they tell me, I need you to pray for me. The first thing I tell myself is 
okay. I literally, in my head, I'm like, okay, because I don't know what's going to be said. I have had so many things confided in me that have shocked me um, because maybe the person or because of their role or because it was totally incongruent of who I knew them to be. And honey, it is not my job to judge anybody and it's not yours, okay? So you've got to train your face because sometimes it's just a natural response to kind of go, oh my goodness, right? Um, don't do that. Don't do that, especially if you want them to pray for you again <laughs> or ask for prayer again for you, from you. So um, check your face. Do not act shocked. Do not um, position yourself in a position of shock or awe or, oh my gosh, don't do that. That's the last thing they need to hear. If someone is um, has a struggle with drugs, they don't need you to make a face at them. If someone has a struggle with an affair, they don't need you to make any kind of face at them. They don't need you to judge them. They don't even really need your opinion unless they ask for it, okay? They're asking you to pray, okay? That's all you need to do. You can tell I'm passionate about this because I feel like so many people get wounded and hurt because of how Christians respond to what they um, are asking for prayer about. And it bothers me because I feel like with... Uh, mental health being what it is and suicide being what it, what it is, it's going to discourage them from getting help or ask, asking for help from someone else. Because if they tell me something and I go, oh my goodness, right? Then maybe they'll never reveal anything else to me. Or if the struggle for depression continues, they won't tell me again, right? And then I, we could lose them because of that. And I, I think it's that critical. I think it's that important that you not respond in a way that will make them uncomfortable. I think it's also important that you zero in on them, okay? You zero in on them. While they're talking, you listen. Don't say a word. Let them tell you what they need to pray about without your response. And this is hard because I'm a talker, so this is hard. And not only being a talker, I'm a problem solver. So sometimes I instantly want to solve the problem or write a check or do something. No, sit there and let them get it out, okay? And also, after that, I think, you, and this will be my third point, I think it's important that you not tell anyone unless it's something of a critical nature. Again, suicide, abuse, something like that. You need to get somebody else involved. There are safety issues involved there. But if it's not, there's no reason for you to tell your husband unless, you know, it's something he really needs to know about. But no, don't tell anyone. And if you do feel the need to tell someone, let them know. Say, you know what, I'm worried about you. I'm worried you're going to hurt your child. Or, and I'm serious, I'm worried that you're going to hurt yourself. I need to get someone involved. And it's because I love you and I hope you'll forgive me, but I can't trust it. I can't trust this situation. And I've done that, okay? Because um, you need more people around, more people involved, and you need professionals involved in those kind of situations, all right? So, um, don't don't do that you know let it let them tell you what it is don't judge them but um no need to gossip about it and tell people that need not know but if it's something situation where people need to know other people you do it you do it and you don't think twice okay their safety is more important than their comfort all right then ask them what you can do for them in terms of real life yeah i'm praying for you but can i send you some chicken over <laughs> can i bring you a meal can I bake you a cake? What can I do? Can I come clean up? What do you need me to do for you? And 
because honestly asking for prayer that's supernatural and i think that's the most important thinking thing you can do is to bless them supernaturally and pray and go to the throne for them but you know they may need something if somebody says sister terry pray for me i need money i have no groceries i'm not going to just pray for them the bible tells us don't do that i'm gonna write you a check or get you some gift cards i'm gonna help you so hey think about how you can do that and then i'm a big fan of praying in the moment and let me tell you why because i forget <laughs> if i leave you i might forget to pray for you so i like to pray in the moment um and if i can't pray in the moment or if it's not feasible i'll put it in my phone you know for the to pray that night or the next day um, sometimes i'll have it recur and it'll pop up for me and that way i know that i got it covered my integrity is so important to me so i don't want to pray and forget to do it i've done it before i bet you have to even on facebook praying for you but you haven't prayed so it's like if i'm a type praying for you i have either just prayed or i'm praying that moment or the minute i hit share or whatever post i prayed <laughs> so i got you now here's the thing the hardest part of all of this is being able to release them to the lord and to let it go because if you know them, if you care about them, what's going to happen? You'll be likely to worry, right? You'll be concerned. And so the hardest part is relaxing and allowing God to take care of them and trusting him to take care of them. But you have to do it. You are not designed to carry a load or a burden. God did not design us to do that. He designed us to what? Cast it. To cast the burden on him. So um, it's kind of like my handbag situation. Love the big handbags, honey. Love them. But my shoulder is not meant to carry 20 pounds. I don't know if it's that big. I don't know. Heavy, but um, it's heavy. Uh, my shoulder's not meant to carry that much weight. That's not how God designed me. So I have to wear a smaller handbag, right? So here's the thing. You have to know you're not designed to carry any strain or struggle your body's not designed for that so cast the care and the minute they pop into your mind and you're tempted to worry cast it again okay so i love you thank you so much for listening i'd love for you to like this give me a review um i'm new at this and trust that i will get better um and i will grow as a podcaster so um do subscribe i'm gonna have some things to say um, check me out at godsygirl.com or marriedtoapastor.com. And I want you to be blessed and I want you to be an intercessor of integrity and one that knows how to cast the care. Okay? God bless you. Bye-bye.